South Dakotans, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, and welcome to the latest podcast. I am Daryl Root, and I am the host, just as Arabelle stated in that introduction. I am also the treasurer for the Libertarian Party of South Dakota. However, my opinions do not necessarily represent those of the party itself. Libertarians believe that each person has a right to their own opinion and not to be a sheep to the party platform. Most of us respect differing opinions and even perceived crazy ones. However, that doesn't mean we aimlessly need to agree with them. As I posted earlier on Facebook this week, today's topic is, Are the rich honor-bound to give back? But before we can get to that, I have three announcements. First, you will notice in today's episode, the tidbit section will be missing. It will stay missing for now. My goal has always been to keep this podcast to about 25 minutes, which is the average commute time to work in the U.S. However, lately I see that I'm hitting the 35-minute mark quite often. By cutting out tidbits, hopefully those who listen on their way to work can get an entire podcast in while driving or at home before their next TV show comes on. Second, if you like my podcast, please consider subscribing, following, or whatever media you listen to on requires. For anything Dakota Rustler related, you can go to dakotarustler.org right here on the screen. From there, you can purchase merchandise that supports the show. You can also donate to become a sponsor, which earns you mentions on the show if you wish. You can also listen to any of the last 20 episodes and podcasts directly through Spotify or any of the other links provided that also broadcast the podcast. You can also click on the show's sponsor link to purchase any of the Camp Ridger seasonings, seasonings designed to enhance the flavor, not bury it. Lastly, this is the last episode of Season 1. In the media world, seasons seem to begin in September, so I think I'll follow along with that concept. I am planning to have a video version of the podcast as well as the audio version for Season 2. I'm also planning to put it on Odyssey and not YouTube, which is owned by Google. However, that may be still in flux for that entire concept because it's, well, let's face it, YouTube has a much bigger following. However, I'm a little bit of a rebel and I certainly don't appreciate that Google sells all my info to anyone with the money to buy it. I wish they would respect my privacy. It's wrong. They don't respect it. They have proven time and time again. They still share your information even if you tell them not to. So having said that, let's get on with the main topic. Are the rich honor bound to give back? Well, let's give a little bit of an introduction here. It's quite common for those with millions or even billions of dollars through their success stories to talk about things they are doing to give back to society and how others who also have, should also do the same. Well, hey, that's just fine. It's even quite noble. 
Everyone has a First Amendment right to free speech and to say what they think. That's why I created this podcast. That's why I hope you're listening. A few years back, All Access Group Company CEO Kelly Richards stated that, quote, Companies and individuals who have done well financially are honor-bound to look around and philanthropically offer a helping hand to those who weren't as fortunate to honor the greater good, unquote. The key word in that statement, people, is bound, as an honor-bound. While it may be honorable, conscientious, and highly principled, no individual is bound to anyone. Let me repeat that. No individual is bound to anyone. It's okay if you entered into a contract with somebody, be it marriage, a business deal, or other formal agreement. In that case, you can be bound to somebody, but you're bound through contract. But without a contract, no individual is bound to anyone. That is the definition of freedom. Anything other than that is slavery to one extent or another. Again, freedom. No individual is bound to anyone. The idea that the rich need to and or should be forced to give back is incorrect. It's arguably immoral and it has major flaws in its logic. The whole idea of giving back implies that something was taken in the first place and that's not the case. The concept that the successful business person has deprived us of something is completely wrong at least generally speaking. Despite the fact that there are always exceptions, this is simply far from the truth. So what is a capitalist society? What what exactly is it? How does it work? Well, in a capitalist society, which the latest fad seems to want to eliminate, the laws of individual rights are secured and wealth is not taken. It is voluntary given through mutual consent and trade that benefits both parties. That's capitalism. Mutual consent and trade that benefits both parties. Pioneers and inventors create products and services that we, as consumers, willingly buy with our dollars. Inventors and entrepreneurs throughout history have created railways, internet, cable TV, new foods, lawnmowers, cars, Soap, toilet paper, makeup, carpets, McDonald's, and so much more. Everything we take for granted was invented by somebody who likely made a fair amount of money off of it. When we desire that product more than the written amount of dollars on the price tag, we voluntarily enter into a purchase contract by exchanging those dollars for the product or services rendered. When we value our money, more than the price listed. We either try to bargain a better deal or we voluntarily refuse to enter into such a transaction. If I'm going out looking for a television set and I see one that I like but the price is higher than I'm willing to pay for it, I will ask if they can come down in price. If they refuse to come down in price, then I won't buy. I either voluntarily bought it or I voluntarily refused to buy it. Nobody forced me to buy it for a price. No taking has occurred. Let me repeat that. No taking has occurred. It was all voluntary. Hence, there is no logical reason for someone to give back. Both parties have benefited. 
I have that TV, or in your case, you now have that TV, or that lawnmower, or that case of lipstick or mascara. The other person, the businessman, the businesswoman, has extra money to keep up inventory and sell to other consumers, keeping the whole entire economic chain alive and benefiting even more people. There is no commitment to give back anything by the business person. The entrepreneur has already given back to society by continuing to provide products and services the consumer wants and or needs. Without the entrepreneur providing these services and doing so willingly, you are without. If nobody wants to sell TVs, guess what? I'm going without a TV because there will be none to buy. The Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk of the world are not holding a gun to our heads and demanding through threat of death that we purchase a product or a service. That's what the government does, sometimes quite literally, and they do it quite well. Right now, it's the governments that are telling us to get that COVID shot in the arm or be denied certain rights and privileges. You can't go here. You can't go there. You know, you can't go into a health, you know, somebody can't work at a hospital unless they get that vaccine. That is not a willing partnership. That is not a mutual contract. In addition, the rich aren't just benefiting us directly. They are providing millions of jobs that allow anyone willing to work the same opportunity to achieve in life what they have achieved. Make some money, market an idea. And if people accept it as a great idea, get rich providing it. So how's the concept of giving back immoral, you may ask? Well, as I stated earlier, the whole idea of forcing someone to give back for the greater good creates a resentment towards people who decide to keep the fruits of their labor. It also leads to immoral policies where wealth is taken from one and handed over to another. If I did that to somebody in the street, it would be called theft. I can't just go up to them and take their money. That's theft. I'll get nabbed by the police. I'll go to jail and be convicted. If the government does it, however, it's simply called fair or taxation. Well, try explaining that to a kid who's just worked his butt off and scored a big bag of Halloween candy come Halloween season. Only to have the mother take away half of it and give it to a neighbor kid who didn't even go out. That's what the government is doing right now. Taxation is theft, and theft is immoral. Moses even wrote it down on stone tablets 19 centuries ago. That's how the old concept of theft is. I guess maybe God wrote it down, Moses just carried it down, but eh, that's just being technical. Over time, this concept of the rich not giving back festers until the less fortunate turn to who? I just mentioned it, the government. The dreaded government. People demand the government to use force. That's right, force. To take away wealth that was gained through voluntary business transactions. Where, remember, nothing was taken, just exchanged. You got a product, you gave money, it was a fair exchange. What makes it even worse is this. Every individual has their own concept of just how the money should be spent. Some people want to spend it on military. Some people want to spend it on welfare programs. You know, everybody who pays a tax has an idea of how it should be spent. If we weren't taxed, there wouldn't be all this division between the left and the right. The fact that half of the population receives a government check of some type is proof of such greediness and jealousy of those who more often than not 
simply haven't put in the amount of time and the dedication to climb the ladder of success more than the few rungs they have. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Few people will ever get rich by working 40 hours a week for someone else. It's never been true, and it never will be true, especially in materialistic in today's materialistic world. If you think you're going to get by and get rich on 40 hours, you're only dreaming. Most of these entrepreneurs who have made millions or billions of dollars work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They don't get paid vacation. They don't get paid benefits. It's all in their own time. They risk their personal money to get to where they are. You're not going to get rich working 40 hours for someone else. And the problem is those who think they can get rich working 40 hours live like they can, spending money on things they can ill afford, frivolous purchases, and then they complain they can't afford their rent or food when it comes due. I've seen it countless times in homes that I have worked in in over my 40 years of flooring. I've heard a lot of things that I shouldn't have heard. I've seen a lot of things I shouldn't have seen. People lay a lot of things around on their desk that if I have to move in order to get it out of the room and put carpet in, I'm going to see it. Societies built on resentment and the plundering of the rich will sooner or later implode. Just look at California and New York. People are leaving. California actually lost a house seat in the last census. Their taxes are high and even businesses are leaving. It's one of the major reasons I left Pennsylvania. I saw the writing on the wall. I'm here in South Dakota now. South Dakota is a much better place to do business. There are no state or individual, state individual or corporate income taxes. That alone saved me $600 per year when I was working full time. On top of that, the cost of living is much cheaper and I was earning just as much as I was in Pennsylvania. So I was way ahead of the game by moving here. And the things are happening like that now in California, New York, people are leaving. With my back issues as I age, I'm not working quite as much now, which makes not paying excess taxes even more important. Maybe instead of being resentful to the rich, maybe we should really be grateful. I mentioned some products earlier. Simple fact is, virtually every product or service on the market has made somebody rich, or at least well off. They also left the overwhelming majority of us, the consumer, better off. Two generations ago, that's 40 years. There were no cell phones. Cable TV was in its infancy. These are things today's youngsters take for granted. Home computers were in their infancy, and they didn't even have the power to show what today is a high-def picture. Social media and email didn't exist. COVID-related homeschooling would have been impossible. Just think of what the last year and a half would have been like if we wouldn't have been able to homeschool and use computers for teaching. Cars didn't have computers in them. Mechanics often had to guess what the issue was. Oftentimes, you had to take it in two or three times before they got it right. Now they just plug it into a computer. The computer shoots out information. They fix it, and ta-da, you're done. Airlines didn't show movies. That wasn't possible. Cancer was a certain death sentence. Stroke victims rarely recovered. But advances in medicine, which people came up with, people got rich on it. It helped. People aren't dying from cancer at the rate they used to. Stroke victims often make a great comeback. 
Do I need to go on any further? Do I need to mention more things? Rich people should actually be honored for what they have done to make our lives better and even more entertaining. That's their way of giving back. If they want to do more, hey, that's great. If they want to donate millions, fantastic. I'm all for it. Let them. It's extremely honorable. But honor bound? I don't think so. Not at all. No matter how poor you are or how poor you think you are, someone is always worse off than you. Virtually everyone in a third world country would love to have your life. You take those skinny African kids, you know, in a bunch of African countries, wherever it is, they would love to be in your place. You think you're poor now? Let me tell you, it can be a lot worse. It's time for the jealousy to end among all the income sections, whether rich, poor, or middle class. It's time for the jealousy to end. It's tearing our country apart. Let's start accepting people for who they are and appreciate them for what they have done. We should not despise them for what they haven't done or what we perceive that they haven't done. When I donate money to a cause, I do it anonymously. I don't want the attention. And I'm sure there's a lot of rich people out there that don't want the attention either. Just because donating money doesn't make headline news for certain people doesn't mean they're not donating. It doesn't mean they're not giving back. We don't need to use the government to force them to give over money. If there's a God in heaven, he sees it. He sees your willingness to help others. And he's the only one that really matters when it comes down to it. Instead of being jealous and blaming others for what you conceive as need, how about being dedicated to what it takes to achieve? There are far too many stories out there of people who had nothing, absolutely zilch, but managed to achieve great success in spite of their previous conditions and circumstances. If they can do it, so can you. I believe in people, not the government. So did our forefathers. Instead of deceiving ourselves and have them rolling in their graves, let's honor them by being the independent people they wanted us to be. I mean, that's the way we should do it. Well, that's about it for this episode. I, as my mantra always is, be safe, always be free. Catch you next time. Everybody take care. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of D.L. Rook. All rights reserved by D.L. Rook, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Products available at CampBridger.net.